Welcome to an exclusive podcast brought to you by VJ Oncology, an open access video journal that provides healthcare professionals with trusted and up-to-date information in oncology through innovative digital media, including video interviews, podcasts, webcasts, and more. Today, we hear from three lung cancer experts from the UK, Neil Navani from the Royal College of Physicians, along with Sanjay Popper and Angela George, both from the Royal Marsden NHS Foundation Trust. First, Neil Navani explains what molecular testing is conducted in the UK and tells us a bit about the real-world evidence data collected from the National Lung Cancer Audit. So uh, molecular testing for patients in lung cancer uh, is a really important part of their care. Um, We have very clear, nice guidance that states we should be testing for EGFR mutations, out translocations, ROS1 and PDL1 for all patients uh, with adenocarcinoma and advanced disease. So that, that is a very clear standard of care that we have. Now, in the real world, uh, achieving that testing can be very challenging. And if we look at the data around the world that's available, we can see that many countries don't necessarily achieve that standard of care routinely. Even in the in the US, in 2016, the average testing was about 80%, just under 80%. So what we wanted to do is a national study to look at how effective testing was uh, for molecular diagnostics in the UK for patients with advanced lung cancer. We approached that by uh, developing a novel portal within the Public Health England uh, uh, healthcare portal that allowed us to ask each individual trust in England to provide us with specific data on those patients with advanced lung cancer who are having molecular testing. And we were able to get data from 60 hospitals and in total uh, over a thousand patients uh, where we had a very good complete data set of what molecular testing uh, they had at the time. So this really was one of the largest data sets around um, for patients with lung cancer to understand what happens in the real world for molecular testing. And I think the results were uh, extremely interesting and there were some very positive things, but also areas that needed to be improved. So first, the, the rates of testing across England were extremely good. So over 90% of patients uh, in England were being tested for EGFR, ALK and PDL1. So that's a really encouraging, um, positive uh, result and it just shows the level of expertise and enthusiasm of a lot of the clinicians and multidisciplinary teams in, in the UK to help deliver that. The prevalence of these mutations and changes was perhaps slightly lower than would be predicted. So about 10% of patients had an EGFR mutation and about 3% had an ALK translocation. But one key finding from the the piece of work was that the turnaround time for those tests, so the time from the biopsy to the oncologist receiving the results was just far too long. So it was an average of about 18 days Uh, for the patient to receive the result from the time of biopsy. Now that's a a long time to wait for for a patient in order to plan their treatment, which subsequently wouldn't happen for a week or so afterwards. And our national guidelines suggest it should be around 10 days. So clearly the the audit has identified that as an area for improvement. 
And I think that long turnaround time has had one major impact uh, on lung cancer care, which is that we end up treating patients without the benefit of those molecular results. So there's a significant proportion of patients, about a quarter, whose health deteriorates due to their cancer and we need to start treatment faster. And in those patients, we often don't have the results of molecular testing before treatment is started. So that we found in the audit that only about three quarters of patients with an EGFR mutation actually received a targeted EGFR uh, tyrosine kinase inhibitor. Um, so overall, I think the, um, the picture for molecular testing in the UK is generally a positive one in that we are achieving high rates of testing. But I do think there is uh, a considerable amount of work that needs to be done to improve that process so that the turnaround time um, is improved for our patients to get the best therapies. Next, Sanjay Papa highlights the important factors which need to be considered for molecular testing and why it should be used for patients with lung cancer. Dr. Papa also tells us about the formation of the Genomic Laboratory Hubs in 2020. This exciting initiative will help to coordinate the national approach to providing molecular diagnostic tests for patients with cancer. It's really important that we have um, uh, penetration of molecular testing, which means all patients that are suitable for molecular testing get molecular testing at scale. It's also important that that molecular testing is accurate, that we have accurate results. We don't have false negatives. We have a very low failure rate. And it's also important that those results are turned back around in a meaningful time frame to the oncologists that are making that decision. This is a highly complex pathway to implement at scale. We have a number of changes in the UK, particularly in England, with the formation of the genomic laboratory hubs. These are seven major centres who are tasked with performing both germline and somatic testing for all uh, cancer patients according to the NHS test directory. Moving forward, as of the 1st of April, when these GLHs become live within the National Genomic Medicine Service, I think it's really important that all the potential centres that link into that GLH have good communication with the leads from that GLH to ensure that they're appraised of the technologies that are being used, uh, what the processes are for uh, tissue shipping, and what the processes are for receipt of report. The most important thing I think can that can really help this is reflex testing. Really to me, molecular analysis is a molecular diagnosis and molecular diagnosis forms part of the pathological evaluation of the tissue material that pathologists have. And it really is critical that once we have a diagnosis of lung cancer that that material is reflexly sent to the regional uh, genotyping laboratory so that the molecular testing process can start in anticipation of the multidisciplinary meeting, in anticipation of the patient seeing the oncologist. So when that oncologist does see the patient, that molecular data is at hand and so we can make the appropriate treatment decisions at the right time point. Finally, Angela George takes us through a paper she co-authored which looked at next generation sequencing and single gene testing for lung cancer. Dr. George also highlights the importance of testing patients and how comprehensive genomic profiling can aid patient care. So our laboratory has been involved in undertaking 
uh, a lot of testing for patients with lung cancer as well as other types of tumours. And one of the things that we've been looking at is firstly what you can do with the tissue that comes in because in order to provide more testing and to do much larger panels, you also need more DNA or more genetic material to be able to work with. So sometimes when we get samples or biopsies come in, they're very small and we don't manage to get very much DNA with them. And then we just have to choose, or rather the clinician has to choose, which of the possible alterations that may be present in that tumour is the most important and prioritise that. But when we get more tissue, we can run much wider panels and potentially find far more alterations that can be used in the patient's testing. So something that we've set up recently is a triage system whereby when the samples come in, we check them for the quality and quantity of DNA that we can extract from them. And then based on that, we assess which is most likely to be successful, whether we run single gene tests, whether we run a small panel, or whether we run our large panel that has just over 200 tests on it. And that allows us to try and make sure that every patient benefits from some testing, but as many patients as possible are able to get wider testing, and then compare the outcomes from that. So that's led us to look at a whole range of aspects of what makes a good quality, as well as gives us a good quantity of DNA from a sample. So when we do more comprehensive testing, we're both looking for the alterations which we already know, based on the research that has already been done, are important for patients. But then when we're undertaking much wider profiles, we're looking at other alterations which may not have been widely tested before. And it's like everything else, the more testing you do, the more find things that you'll start to find in the tumour which may be important both for patients getting onto trials or for realising that there are actually other alterations that are recurrently mutated in some types of lung cancer that allow us to start developing new treatments for these patients. So it's really about both being able to provide what we currently know is beneficial and future horizon gazing and looking for other things that may be, may be uh, of importance to patients in the future. If you found this podcast useful, please leave us a review and subscribe on Apple and Spotify podcasts so we can continue to deliver expert-led content to you. Follow us on Twitter at VG Oncology and join in on the conversation or visit vgoncology.com for the latest updates in the field.